You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. Good morning and Merry Christmas uh, from the City Lights staff here gathered at 111 Mills. It's not Christmas yet today as we record this podcast, but um, we are so excited to be here with you in your home for our first ever Christmas podcast. I know that I'll probably have on my Clark Griswold PJs that I got last year uh, from do you Old have Navy. Clark Jingle Griswold jammies. I sh- certainly do. Yeah, PJs? it helps me. It just helps me focus on. Uh, on Christmas in the in the season. That's awesome. Um, but we're not able to gather this morning. Wish we could. So wish we could. Or on Christmas Eve, um, the Lord has us sit, uh, at Camelot, and there's going to be some Star Wars playing uh, Christmas Eve. So that's why we're not I there. I think I hear a Star Wars. I see. Fighter. I think it's Darth Vader <laughs> back background. there to get us. Such is life. Yeah. Well, we're so glad that you're here. Um, hopefully, you're with somebody else uh, gathered around. To just celebrate Christmas together, as the scripture says, we gather two or more, you are present. And we are so excited just to host his presence this morning. The greatest price ever paid for the greatest gift ever given is his presence, given freely. And that's what Christmas represents. We are so thankful for this day. It just represents a closing of the gap and reconciliation between the heart of a father and his children, the heart of a father and his family. So um, what I thought we would do, guys, uh, now Amy is not here. It's the only staff member not here, but all the others are accounted for is just to start off with thanksgiving and thankfulness. I'll go first, but we're all just going to share just the thought of thankfulness um, for the year uh, regarding our church, uh, City Lights. I, first of all, am so thankful. I mean, Kyra and I have only been here about a year officially on staff, um, and we've had such a wonderful, wonderful time um, not only serving alongside people, but just doing family with people and doing life. And I have felt such a connection at this church, and I'm truly, truly thankful for the way that each of you have loved me and love my kids um, and loved and accepted my wife and it's just been a wonderful time for the Wong family um, <laughs> as Darth Vader comes to, uh, <laughs> comes to get on the podcast as well uh, but yeah for my Illuminate mentors as well as the city group leaders thank you for leading so courageously thank you for being true to your heart thank you for um, leading wholeheartedly and vulnerably um, and um, and just not being professionals, but being brothers and sisters to those in the church. So I'm, I'm appreciative of those that I serve alongside as well. Timothy? Yeah, I think I'm just really thankful for, um, I won't say obviously, but I'm really thankful for the worship team. Um, just how they're so giving, uh, not just with their time, not just for their talent, but even just their spirit to be able to listen really well um, and be able just to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. It's really encouraging each and every week to be able to get on stage. Trust in these people, not just to perform well, uh, but these are leaders. These are people I see as leaders. And also, number two, uh, I think some of the environment team, the people that get up really early in the morning and uh, they put together the temple, they're the people that build it. And uh, it just wouldn't happen without them. We wouldn't be able to meet in that movie theater, we wouldn't be able to sing the songs we do, we wouldn't be able to have lyrics, we wouldn't be able to do anything mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. their effort, without their work. So I'm um, mm-hmm. just really thankful. Amen. Amen. Hey, 
Hey everybody, um, I'm Sid, or Sydney Ann, or Sydney hashtag where's the Ann. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call her Sydney. <laughs> um, but I just, I'm so thankful. As we look back in this past year, I can honestly say that all of you listening who are a part of our church, we're not just a church on a corner where people come and go. We're a family. And I think that that is what I'm most thankful for. Mm -hmm. I see it in our volunteers. I see it in the families who step out and don't know how they're going to take in a foster child, but they're going to. Mm -hmm. I see it in the young college student who is trying to figure out how they're going to pay their college tuition, but they take a compassion child. Uh, I see it in all the people who show up to clean up the property or to set up chairs to host for Easter um, out in the cold and the rain. Uh, just so many ways and ultimately what brings our family together is the love of God mm -hmm. and even more so we talk about wanting to equip people to be and to make disciples who exalt God and who extend his kingdom and I see that in all of you mm -hmm. and the way I get Monday through Saturday is on Sunday when I get to come and I get to help prepare the temple or help taste the coffee that somebody brewed or hold a door and say good morning um, I see Jesus in all of you and I see you carrying out the mission and the vision of the kingdom and it is so precious to run the race with you it is so precious and so thank you thank you for letting me run the race with you mm -hmm. hey everybody Merry Christmas or Christmas Eve I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this whether it's the morning with PJs or night with PJs if you're not working stay in PJs I know my family loves to do that mm -hmm. uh, I would say Oliver said think about what you're thankful for just one thing in a sense um, for me would be just kind of the nameless people that don't get credit publicly who have been praying for me and my family this year. Mm -hmm. You know who you are because we talk throughout the year. And some of you, it was on a daily basis. Some of you, three in the morning, six in the morning, midnight or later. And uh, it was a hard year. If you ask my wife, she'd say it's one of the hardest years that we've experienced in ministry in our lives, which says a lot. Um, I think I might agree, but it's also been one of the most profound years, at least for me personally in ministry. So I just especially am thankful for um, those of you who pray. You don't sign up to pray. You're not equipped to pray necessarily. It's not a, um, an overly thanked position because we do that in the secret and the quiet as we intercede for each other. But I felt it this year. My family felt it this year. I think it's really interesting. There are several guys specifically who were really carrying me through some of the really difficult things that happened earlier in the year. And those men actually ended up being uh, nominated for elder. And so they were already caring for me and holding me and eldering uh, me in my life. And it ends up that the church nominates them and they go through a process and become elders. And so to those guys out there, I just want to say a huge thank you to you. Huge thank you to uh, the, just the elders that 
really cared for me this year at the beginning of the year. I'm just really thankful. And believe it or not, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's like the prodigal came home, uh, or like the older sister came back from college, but it's really just Amy after going house shopping. Yeah. But Amy's, Amy's gonna say, Amy, say hello to everybody. Hi, And everyone. Merry Christmas, because it's Christmas now. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're last but not least, you're gonna share just something you're really thankful about City Lights this year. And we've shared things like, people who are greeting and caring, or city group leaders, or Illuminate volunteers and mentors, or people on the worship team. So yours may or may not mention children, but you don't have yeah. to, so. <laughs> um, I would just say the volunteers that care for the kids, um, I think I say all the time, they're just rock stars. They mm -hmm. love the kids, they mm -hmm. pray for the kids. Just touches my heart, I yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. If Amy had continued, she would have cried. Yeah. Guarantee it. Yeah, it was coming. Guaranteed. You can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the major reason why we're gathered here for this podcast is just to do our key value for our church. It's just to exalt Jesus. There's just so much life, so much joy, so much peace, hope, all those candles that we have already lit for Advent in just recognizing that last candle of Jesus. If you have that candle, just grab it and, and, uh, and set a flame to it as we just gather around here. Um, we're going to be exalting Jesus. It's not going to be the full-on standardized worship service that we'd have on a Sunday for an hour. We're just going to be on this podcast for the next, you know, uh, 15, 20 minutes. We're going to be singing some songs here, and I'll just share um, a quick message out of 2 Corinthians, which is tethered to your candle on reconciliation, um, about what Jesus did in, in the name of reconciliation. But uh, I'll just open us with this uh, uh, verse from Isaiah. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We just fix our eyes on you right now, Jesus. Fix our eyes on the, on the Counselor, the perfect peace. The world that isn't perfect this year hasn't been perfect, but you are so perfect. And as we behold you, we find our hope, we find our peace. It's rooted in something that remains it's sustaining. We just exalt you now and, and host your presence, the greatest gift ever given is your presence given on this day through Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
So if you have a Bible around you, we're going to be reading out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 16. It says, So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting the people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. The focus of this verse, the key word that, that pops out for all of us is that word reconciliation. Such a wonderful, powerful word if you've ever been reconciled before, if you've ever had a friendship break apart or um, a relationship get strained. And some of the, the gap, the disconnection, the confusion, the uh, suspicion, the mistrust that can, can be created um, based on the tension within that relationship um, can, feel, can feel looming, can be, feel very, very dark. Um, on a relational standpoint between a mom and a son or between you and your dad or your uncle you know that distance between phone calls the distance between visits the distance between you know interactions um, can be can be heartbreaking can be heart heart-wrenching and um, 
And the good news for us today um, in Jesus and in this verse is that the Father is about reconciliation. When you get that text message, you know, from that person that you've been disconnected with or estranged to that says, hey, let's talk. Or you get that phone call, that reach out, or that gesture of mercy, that gesture of grace, the warmth that fills your heart, the, the feeling of hope, of reconciliation. This is this is the just a foretaste. That's just a glimmer of the greatness of what Christ is doing um, through his birth and his life and his death, burial, and resurrection. I saw a video the other day on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this before. It's incredibly heartwarming. It's a father. Um, on his birthday, opening up a present. And he has his family gathered around, opens up what looks to be like a Macy's box or a clothing box and tosses aside the tissue paper and then begins to become curious about the manila envelope that he pulls out of the box. And he pulls out the papers and we don't see what it is, but he just begins to tear up and cry because what had been handed to him were adoption papers to his stepdaughter adoption papers that had already been signed by her and adoption papers that ultimately meant that she wanted him to be her father. And we don't know the story uh, of whether or not she knows her real father or what the background is for him or her or how long they had been, you know, married and part of a blended family. But I think we can all relate to the feeling of disconnection, to the feeling of wanting to be close, to the feeling of wanting to be reconciled, to be connected again, to have trust restored and relationship restored and not have that and be a gap in suspicion or fear and and then and then that that spirit or ministry of reconciliation to to enter the room he just began to weep and he said it's what i've always wanted it's what i've always wanted and that is the heart of the father you know the gospel when jesus died those were our adoption papers and the reciprocal is true in fact he signed when we knew, when we didn't know him, when we didn't love him, when we didn't pursue him, he signed the papers before we signed them. And the cross is the manila envelope back across the table that says, I've already signed the papers. Even if you don't sign them, I want you to know I signed the papers and I've adopted you. But here's the, here's the issue. Here's the issue that makes Christmas so sweet is that we don't just have adoption papers in that manger. We have his son in that manger. We have his word put on flesh. We have the complete perfect incarnation expression of himself in that manger. His son is the only thing that could fully embody the message that he wanted to send. And that message is not just legal, but it is relational. Jesus Christ being born in the manger is what makes the gospel a personal issue for the father. The gospel is not a legal matter only. It is a legal matter. It, it, is, it is sin that is uh, unforgivable. It is sin that needs to be covered with an adequate sacrifice that, that leads to ultimately death for someone. It is a legal matter. He did pay the price legally, but that adoption story would continue on into not just a, a leaving behind of emptiness and a leaving behind of disconnection, but an embracing and adoption process into a family. It is relational. It's not only legal, but it's relational. It's not only a, a legal matter. It is a family matter. And some of you guys know have been adopted or seen adoption processes. That legal signing is just the beginning. And, and the cross, the death, burial, and the resurrection, and, and the birth today, the celebration of Jesus being born in a manger, is just the beginning. What that extension, what that message is, the word becoming flesh, is not just an invitation into a legal forgiveness, but it's an invitation into a relational belonging with him forever. 
He tells us, he instructs us to call him Father. He didn't just send a perfect lamb. He could have just made a perfect lamb to become a sacrifice. He, instead, he chose to, to send a son because it's not the heart of a lawyer. It's not the heart of a judge to try and just to judge and just to legally make things just and equal. It is the heart of a father who satisfies the needs of the, of the justice system of, of heaven with his own personal son. The gospel is where, uh, when Jesus was sent, is where the gospel becomes a personal endeavor. It's the heart of the Father. I just, I, I reflect on this passage and I think about my own father when I grew up, um, my parents um, split when I was eight and my dad, in just pursuing the next chapter of his life, went to Hong Kong to go and uh, work with his uh, family. And so there was a gap there. There was a, a distance there. There was a distance that left question um, to measure or to really test the love between the son and between the father. And uh, some of you guys have been through that before. Some of you guys know that if a father and a son are to be separated here on this earth of earthly fathers and sons, it's not always a guarantee that reconciliation will happen. Unless there is a love of a father, a pursuit, there must be a relational dynamic, a, a, a sort of commitment, a covenant, a uh, unrelenting, a relentless pursuit to say more than the pain, more than the cost, more than the rejection, I'm going to pursue. That's what an earthly father would have to do. That's what a heavenly father would have to do. And so my father, I remember year after year, would just pay prime amounts for tickets for me to fly to go see him in Hong Kong every summer. He would pay, pay premiums to talk to me back then to, to even just make a phone call. cost like a dollar a minute. That's how much it was worth to him, a dollar a minute back then. You know, when, with the inflation rate, it's probably even more. It'd be like $5 a minute. I don't know. But he would pay per the minute. It was worth it to him. And that's, in, 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 in fact, what Jesus communicates. It's not only communicating that I want you, it's communicating the price by which I'll pay to have you. I'll become sin on your behalf that you might become the righteousness of God and not just so I could say I'm right and you're forgiven so that I can say you're mine and that I am yours so that we can be reconciled together, relationally reconciled together, not only forgiven, but reconciled. And this is what we're celebrating this morning is that he's not just forgiving us of a legal transaction. He is reconciling and he is pursuing you. He's pursuing me with that great love, the great love of the father that can't be quenched, that doesn't get intimidated by shame, doesn't get intimidated by, uh, by hurt, doesn't get intimidated by rejection, just continues to pursue. That's the heart of the Father. It's almost like you're a part of me. It's There's nothing else that I can do. I have to pursue. I have to send myself. I have to spend myself. I have to give the best of myself so I can be with you. This is the heart of the Father that calls out to us today that sent his only son because he so loved the world. I've heard a preacher one time say that we, we don't sin, we are sin. I don't, I don't believe that because how could, how could he send his son for sin? No, no, he sent his son for his lost children, for his family that was broken and lost, oppressed by shame and trafficked by greed and imprisoned by, by sin. And he's, he, he, he cut through all of the walls. He broke down all of those things and he scorned all those things. He, he removed all the, the barriers in between him and us so that he could, he could give us the greatest gift we've ever received to pay the highest price to give the greatest gift, which is his presence. So we thank you this morning for your presence that you've given us freely. There's nothing we could give to earn it. 
that you gave it to us freely and we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here, that you want us, that you not only purchased us, but you pardoned us. You not only freed us, but you have given us a life to live freely into, a fullness of life for eternal life. We worship you. We just respond to you. We thank you. We thank you for all the, the graces, even in our living room, the giggles, the laughter, the fun, the wrapping paper, the food, all the things that you've given us to show you and to show us, communicate that you love us. You, you love us. You value us. We didn't lose our value. You love us and you're pursuing us. Thank you for your pursuit and for your presence this morning. Every table is an Every breath is a gift from you. Every moment is a treasure. Every day is a kiss from you. Every table, every table is an altar. Every breath is a gift from you. Every moment is a treasure. Every day is a kiss from you. So let our hearts be away, be away. So let our Every stranger has a story Every story's being told by you We're all children on a journey Jesus, only you can lead us through Oh, so let our hearts be away So let our hearts be away, be away. 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 Break the bread, pour the wine, 
Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king coming to you. Righteousness and salvation is here. He is humbled and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, and a foal of a donkey. He didn't consider the, the distance something that was too, too pricely, too costly. He didn't consider uh, the gap to be too wide. His perfect love just pursued it, never gave up, and never, never stops, it never fails. Thank you, Lord, for uh, this last year and um, for all the things that you've done in our church and in our families. We thank you that you are here and you have not fallen short of your promise to save, that your arm is not too short to save, and that uh, no word of the Lord, as that's prophesied in um, the Old Testament, would go forth and return to the Lord void. Just bless you this Christmas day with the ministry of reconciliation to be close to the Lord and close um, to your family and friends as well. Thank you. Uh, Lord, for issuing us the ministry of reconciliation. And thank you, church, for gathering and for being faithful. Can't wait to see you in the new year, January 1st, for Family Sunday. Merry Christmas. Have a great, great day.